Wisdom calls in the streets. Understanding raises her voice. So we heard, so says Proverbs. Now, I hear a lot of, um, of noisy voices uh, with a lot of opinions about most everything, uh, it seems. In the street, on the TV, on the internet, but uh, amidst all of those noisy voices, wisdom? Is that the voice that we hear? Walking down Main Street, Rapid City, or where else you may live, beside me in line at the, the grocery stores, I'm waiting to check out. In the locker room of the YMCA, at the table beside me, uh, at the, the coffee shop, or, you know, maybe the brewery. From the politician, or the TV commentator, the radio host, the social media blogger, wisdom is... Is that the voice that we're hearing calling in the streets? I hear fear. I hear anger. I hear bitterness and disappointment. I hear pride and self-righteousness. I hear judgment and condemnation. There are countless voices clamoring to be heard. And we live in a world today where uh, more than ever before with the internet and social media, it is easier for voices, good or bad, to be amplified. But is it the voice of wisdom that gets shared or shared? Proverbs personifies, as we heard, wisdom as a, as a woman walking through the streets, crying out for attention, offering life. But in chapter 7, the chapter right before what we read this morning, Proverbs also personifies the other voices that fill up the space that we find in the streets that tempt us with smooth talk and seductive promises, but ultimately, Proverbs warn, lead to death. We can talk about, as we certainly do here in church, talk about the Spirit and listening to the Spirit and being led by the Spirit, but the truth is, the Spirit is neither the only voice nor the loudest. And the voice of the Spirit is not the same as the voice of, of the church. Certainly Christians have a long history of doing very unspirit-led things. In fact, listening to the Spirit, I would suggest, is not something that we do primarily in church. She's calling in the streets, as we heard, in the world. And listening is about distinguishing her voice from the countless others that we are constantly surrounded with competing for her, our attention. Now, she can be recognized even as it takes a little bit of work. 
She does speak and she can be discerned amongst the noise and competing voices. In Romans this morning, we heard that God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit. And in John, we are told by, we are told that the Spirit is sent by Christ and declares what Christ is and what is Christ's. In short, the Spirit declares God's love through Christ. So, to discern her voice amidst all of the others, we must ask ourselves, is this loving? And is this Christ-like? I would suggest that asking these two questions may be the primary way that we as Christians can discern right from wrong in this increasingly confusing world. Is this loving and is this Christ-like? If something or someone, some voice is not loving or Christ-like, it is probably one of those other voices Proverbs warns against with their smooth words and empty promises. They seem right and good, but they lead to destruction. Such voices do not appeal to the spirit of love that dwells within us. The spirit poured into us, as we heard in Romans, God's love given to us. These other voices with their smooth words and seductive promises appeal to the sinfulness that maintains its hold on us and on the church. They speak not what is right or true, but speak what we want to hear. And thus they seem right. And such voices are legion. There are many voices that appeal to our fear, for we are afraid. There are many voices that appeal to our anger, for we are angry. And there are many voices that appeal to our despair, for we are despairing. There are many voices that appeal to our pride, for we are proud. There are many voices that appeal to our selfishness, for we are selfish. There are many voices that appeal to our sin, for we are sinners. And these voices are the loudest and the majority. We mustn't confuse loud with right. If we don't intentionally search out, listen for the loving, gentle voice of the Spirit, these others are the voices that will fill our lives and shape our worlds. And because we do have that sinful nature within us, they will find a receptive audience in that human sinfulness that we all have. 
Make no mistake, Christians are not immune to their temptations. We can be as unloving and unchristlike as anyone else. But still, the voice of wisdom and love calls, and she appeals not to our sinfulness, but to the spirit of Christ that dwells within us, that was given to us in the waters of baptism. Thus, I invite you not only to consider who you listen to, but also how you are listening. When we step into the streets and are confronted by the cacophony of competing voices, are we listening as frustrated sinners or saints filled with the Spirit of God? For we are both. We must neither deny the control that sin has over us nor deny the power of the Spirit to overcome that same control. We are captive to sin. We are filled with the Spirit of God's love through Christ. These are both real and active forces within us. These are the dual natures that Martin Luther talked about when he referred to humans as saints and sinners. And these natures we can nurture or deprive. So it matters who we listen to. The Spirit who points us toward the love and grace of Christ, or the voices who appeal to our frustration, anger, resentments, and pride. What voices get your attention? The voices we listen to, the media we consume, authors, television hosts, pastors, scripture, etc., they all shape our internal world, which inevitably shapes the world around us. Jesus says it this way in the Sermon on the Mount. The eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is healthy, your whole body will be full of light. If your eye is unhealthy, your whole body will be full of darkness. What we take in shapes what is within us. What we take in shapes what is within us for better or for worse. What do you take in? What do you allow to shape your understanding of yourself, of your neighbor, and of the world? As you look at our culture and society, with all of its conflicts and divisions, do you ever wonder how we got here? We listened. We listen to voices that promote fear, division, and animosity, and we become more fearful, more divided, 
and more antagonistic. We listen and we become what we hear. They've researched this, but it's also only logical. The good news is that the Spirit, with all her promises, with her transformative ability, is still speaking. Wisdom is still calling from the rooftops, her voice drawing us in to the love of God for us and for the world. Jesus says that the Spirit takes what is his, the love of God for the world, and declares it to us. The Spirit, in turn, closes the circle and leads us back to the love of God. Do you see the Trinity there? God's love revealed to us in the Son. The Son's promise and love declared through the Spirit. The Spirit leading us back to the love of God. The Spirit leads us to participate in God's love for the world. The love that gave God's only Son that we may have life. That's the voice to listen for. The Spirit declaring God's love for the world. By the fruits, you will know her. For just as we become more fearful, angry, and proud when we fill our lives with such voices, so we become more compassionate Forgiving, gracious, and loving as we listen to the Spirit declaring the love of God for all the world. Listen. Does not wisdom call? And does not understanding raise her voice? On the heights, beside the way, at the crossroads, she takes her stand. She cries out, to you, O people, I call. The spirit of love is calling, declaring God's love for you. Declaring God's love for our neighbors, similar and different from us. Declaring God's love for all creation. And beckoning us to participate in that love. Are we listening?